Hey, what's going on crew? Today I want to talk to you about how to avoid the diabetic crash and burn cycle in your own life living with type 1 diabetes. Uh, because I myself have narrowly avoided it in the past and I want to talk to you about specific strategies that you can use to avoid that moving forward and to live your longest and healthiest and happiest life with insulin dependent diabetes. So uh, alongside a, of course a story I have of almost crashing and burning with my car, uh, I can't wait to get into today's episode with you. So without any further ado, let's get into our theme song. I've spent the last 10 years pushing the limits while identifying trends and patterns in my type 1 diabetes management. Follow along as I learn, apply, and share the fitness, nutrition, and lifestyle strategies that I've learned from diabetes experts around the world. The real question is, how can we live fearlessly with diabetes while maintaining stable blood sugars? This podcast is here to give you the answer. My name is Matt Vandevecht, head coach and co-founder of FTF Warrior, and welcome to Part of My Pancreas. Hey, if you're new here, my name is Matt Vandevecht. I am a certified master fitness trainer and nutritionist, and I've been living with type 1 diabetes for over 12 years. Now, if you're following my journey and you've kind of been involved in our world for a little while now, you know that we just wrapped up our 2022 Thrive with Diabetes virtual summit, and it was incredible. Uh, I don't need to talk to you about that if you were there because you know the hundreds and thousands of people who were there with you and just participating and uh, the prizes that were won and the knowledge gained from medical professionals living with type 1 diabetes. It was mind-blowing, but that's not what today's episode's about, but that is where the story starts. So that summit itself, without getting too much into the details, requires a lot of effort to make it run smoothly. Months and months and months of preparation and uh, logistics, right? And in that process, I push aside other responsibilities in my life to make sure that, that summit goes incredibly smoothly and uh, is a great experience for everyone involved. And as a result, one of those responsibilities that I did push to the side temporarily was my car's registration. So once a year you have to register your car and pay for some stuff at the DMV, whatever it is. Long story short, I waited until the last moment possible to get it done. I kept pushing it off, pushing it off, until finally I thought, oh crap, if I don't take care of this today, might not have a registered car, right? And then I can't drive it. Uh, but it got to the point where I hadn't driven my car anyways in like two months, right? I had a newborn a couple months ago and the, the setup for the summit took all my time. I hadn't really left the apartment a whole lot. And so as a result, when I went to go get my car checked out, you know, and make sure everything was registered, realized I had to take it into a smog shop. You got to run it through the tests to make sure it's still clear, you know, for driving in California. And uh, when I went to go take my car in, my car wouldn't start like at all. In fact, the battery was so dead that my clicker couldn't even unlock the doors because the door locks required power and there wasn't enough power to unlock my door. So it was 100% dead. There was no car to be driven. I couldn't even get into my car. And so I ended up manually opening the door with the key, which of course, as you probably know, would typically set the car alarm off. Now, thankfully, the car is completely dead, so there was no car alarm. <laughs> but the car doors were also melted to the car because I hadn't used them in so long. So, you know, I pulled it open, I felt like the kind of rubber seal get kind of pulled as well. It was really interesting. Uh, and went to start the car, and of course, as you know, dead battery, you cannot start a car. So, 
had to go ask my wife to pull her car around. Thankfully, I was prepared and had jumper cables in my trunk and uh, hooked the jumper cables up. It slowly started to turn over and blah, blah, blah. oh, now the car's starting and immediately the car alarm goes off. Full blast, the whole neighborhood can hear it's echoing and I'm starting to freak out. My heart rate's elevating because I don't want to draw attention to this situation, right? And the car alarm's going off, I have to calm myself, think through, what are we gonna do? I have to hit the unlock button on my key fob to set the alarm off, right? I push that. The battery's still too dead to register that it's being unlocked so it won't turn off. So I have to turn my car back on. It's just this whole nightmare. My heart is racing uh, just because I hadn't planned ahead for this, right? And finally get to a place where I can think logically, do the right steps, get the alarm to stop, the car to start. We take it to the, the smog shop place, right? We get in line and I turn my car off and it dies again because it hasn't been running long enough. And those of you who know something about cars probably know why, but long story short, get the, uh, the, the helper at the smog shop and he goes, uh, your car is dead. And I was like, yes, I know. <laughs> I haven't driven it in two months, uh, but I just need to get a smog checked so I can register it, right? And he goes, um, when your car dies, it erases all of the computer data. We can't check your car. You have to go drive it for like, I don't know, 45 miles or something. And I'm like, are you kidding? This was supposed to be a 15 minute check, like in and out, we're done, right? I have a summit to go prep for and finalize. He's like, sorry, man, um, if your car stays on and if it's good to go, you need to go drive it for 45 miles. It'll reset the computer, get you enough data, then we can check it. I'm like, great, there goes the rest of my errands, the rest of my afternoon, I have to go drive for an hour, right? I have to come straight on the freeway and, uh, and get this taken care of because I waited until the last minute, right? And uh, my wife in Brooklyn decided to join, made an afternoon out of it because they were out there with us uh, or with me. And uh, we drove around for about an hour and came back to the smog shop. Thankfully, nothing went wrong. That would have been a nightmare as well. But got it to the smog shop, got it tested, it was clear, and because I had been driving, driving it around for that hour, it stayed on, it now has power, we're good to go. I uh, took it back to the house quick, uh, got my registration filled out, and was able to get everything sorted, but what is the point of that story you're probably asking, right? Long story of just chaotic afternoon, but how does that tie into diabetes? Well, as you probably heard me mention a few times, I waited until the last minute, and because of that, that afternoon was chaos and it had to be done. Yes, I had other things I needed to do, but because it was last minute, I had to prioritize it and I had no other options. See, I was put into a position where my car didn't work and I couldn't get it to do the thing they needed to do last minute. Similarly with diabetes, we go to our appointments and we try to cram as much good blood sugars as we can before our endo appointments, right? Or we see that our A1C has been bad for years and years and years. We go, okay, what's the one thing I can do to fix this real quick, right? I need to make a change, I get that. And the problem is that so often these last minute changes only bring up more of the chaos that's been brewing under the surface, right? I thought, I'll just go do a quick checkup with my car and take it back. Well, the problem is that my battery was dead, the alternator hadn't been used in quite a while, and that was kind of dying off as well, and it just, it uncovered all these other problems. And it's not that those problems are the source of the issue, the source of the issue is me, right? I waited until the last minute, I procrastinated. And so often I see that there are so many people living with type one diabetes 
who also wait until the last minute. They wait until it's too late. They wait until they see the first signs of complications and then, oh, now it's important. No, it's getting to the point where it might be too late. Not that it is in all cases, but there, there does reach a point where you are causing irreversible damage. And my encouragement to you today is to not wait until it's too late. And not even to wait until the last minute before you have those endo appointments and you want to impress your endo. So real quick, how do I lower my A1C in two weeks? It doesn't work like that, right? So as we're looking back at my mistakes with this car appointment and how it ultimately led into kind of a crash and burn scenario where just everything continually led into new problems. <laughs> it just didn't work, didn't work, didn't work. And it wrecked the whole day, right? My whole, uh, my whole plan for the afternoon was gone. And similarly with diabetes, if you wait until the last minute, you run the risk of developing complications, of having blood sugars wreck plans, of having chaos in your life that was not expected, right? And so in those situations, and of course in the situation with my car, what could I have done differently? Ultimately, there's two different paths that we could have chosen. One is to be more consistent, right? To be more consistent with driving my car. <laughs> Had I driven my car at least, you know, once a week or so, uh, the battery would not have died. And if it did, I would have caught it earlier, right? I would have been able to uh, remedy that situation before it got out of hand, before my car literally had zero battery, right? The second option, of course, is to not wait until the last moment and those have kind of a, a crossover as well. If you're not waiting till the last moment, then you are technically being consistent because you're doing things before it's too late, right? And with our diabetes, if you are consistently looking over your blood sugars, trying to lower your A1C, trying to improve your time and range, if you're consistently doing those things, even just a little bit, it's going to yield greater results over time. See, time is the big key. Uh, concept in this episode, where if you put the, the effort in over the course of time, you will see improvement. It's a slow curve, but it goes upwards over time, right? Versus last minute effort, you might see a quick little bump in, in that uh, result, but you're not going to see it last. You're not going to see a big long-term result either. And with our diabetes, again, if we're not waiting until complications, if we're not waiting until it's time to go, you know, give our theoretical report card to our endocrinologist, right, our blood sugars, if you're not waiting until the last minute and you're planning ahead, actually putting the work in, prioritizing diabetes, you won't have to worry about the what ifs because you'll already be controlling it with that consistency. That consistent effort, even on a small level, will yield greater results. So as you're looking at diabetes as this monster, this chaotic thing that it seems to be unpredictable, blood sugars can feel like they're in control of you sometimes, right? Oh, I can't do that because my blood sugars. I can't eat that because my blood sugars. And it feels like we don't control this thing. But if you put the time in and if you do prioritize your disease over the course of time, you will pick up little bits of information that help you to control it. Where, you know, one day you decide I'm going to read a diabetes book. Great. In that book, you learned one new strategy. Did it change your life radically? No. But that one new strategy opened up your mind to thinking about diabetes a little bit differently. 10% time and range increase. Oh, all right. The next uh, month, you decide I'm gonna go attend a conference, right? For those who attended the Thrive with Diabetes Summit, that was uh, last week. They all got a little bit of a boost. Did that summit fix their diabetes? 
No, that's not what it was for, right? But they got a small boost and that encourages them to go seek out another small boost. And over the course of time, you see the curve going upwards towards the desired result that you're after. But you cannot wait until the last minute to all of a sudden make that massive spike to reach the desired goal that you're after. It will not work. If you wait until you're on the verge of complications or until you have complications, it's too late. You can't put all the work in that day. Right? You have to be consistent over the course of time. And if you are waiting until someone else tells you to do it, first of all, this is your sign. This is me telling you, go do it. You need to prioritize this. All right? I, I procrastinated my own diabetes. I was in denial for years with my diabetes. I wanted nothing to do with it. Did that make it go away? Nope. It made it worse. <laughs> when I procrastinated and then tried to really quick cram in good blood sugars before my endocrinologist appointments, did that work? No, because they look at more than just the last week or two, right? If they're good at their job. They should be looking at the last X amount of months that it's been since your last appointment. But even still, that one smog checkup for my car, that wasn't a full do over and fix everything for my car. There's still pieces that don't work right, correct? Similarly with your diabetes, going to your endocrinologist or your doctor, PA, whatever you see, that's not gonna fix everything. That's gonna give you the overview. It's gonna give you the, the green check mark of like, okay, you're doing good enough, right? You're surviving. But you have to make the decision to thrive with your diabetes, which does in turn require of you consistency and planning ahead. Does that make sense? I, I really hope that makes sense. Because if you don't understand that diabetes is a long-term game, it's a marathon, right? It's not a sprint. And you try to treat it like a sprint, you're gonna run into some chaotic, hectic, and potentially scary times. Because there will come a point in your life where if you stop taking care of it, it's, it's gonna lead into some pretty bad and unfortunate situations. That I don't, I don't wanna get into, I know you don't need me to hear, you don't need me to say them, you don't need to hear it because you know what those look like. You know what could be, and that's why you're watching these videos. You want to pick up bits and pieces of knowledge. But the reality is, just watching these videos is not going to fix your blood sugars. These are a short boost of motivation, little tidbits of what I need to do, right? And the pieces that go into that consistency, into not procrastinating, that could look like learning about the pre-bolus, um, coming to one of our Thrive with Diabetes Summits next time, because this one's over, right? Uh, reading my book, it could look like going to see your doctor more often, if that's allowed, right? Sometimes it's not. This could look like so many different things. And you know, maybe you're at a spot where you're, you're waiting for your doctor to tell you, you need to start doing this, it's becoming too late. Or you know, maybe you're at a place where you haven't had anything bad happen yet, right? Like with my car, I didn't know that was there, but you're letting the car sit there, right? And you're, you're waiting for something to happen. You're waiting because you haven't yet experienced a heart attack or the complications or a near-death experience. And it's getting to a point where it might be too late in the near future. You can't wait for those symptoms to show up. You can't wait for the wake-up call because sometimes you don't wake up. And that's the harsh reality of this disease. You have to take control of this thing. You have to prioritize it before it gets to that point, before you have that sign that, oh shoot, I gotta take care of this. I was lucky, both with my diabetes and my car, right? Diabetes, I almost died a few times, and I should have used those as wake-up calls, but it took me a while. I'm lucky to still be here today. You might not be as lucky, right? With my car, I was lucky. Yes, uh, I was able to get everything taken care of, but it took me 
hours and it wrecked my plans for the entire rest of the day. With your diabetes, if you wait until the last minute, something goes wrong like it did with my car, it might wreck your plans as well. And the variety of those plans is, uh, you know, there's just a ton of different ways it could wreck your plans, whether it's actual plans, going out with friends and family, or plans to live a long, healthy, happy life with fully functioning systems in your body, right? But you don't wanna wait until the plans are wrecked and then still count yourself as lucky, like, ooh, I made it out. Fix it now. Like, what are you really waiting for? Why hasn't this become a priority yet? You know how bad it can get. You've been told what could potentially be waiting for you if you don't take care of this thing now. So my true and honest question to you is, why are you waiting? Why are you waiting until it's too late? Why are you pushing this off? And why not start today? Why not make this a priority in your life to get it running smoother? This isn't something that you have to put masses of effort into every single day. It doesn't have to be multiple hours every day. No, it can be as simple as 15 to 30 minutes a day, just checking in, how are things looking, and getting the right puzzle pieces in place. If you know what to look for, it can be as simple as that. And I want that for you. So again, the last place that you gotta check out to see what those next steps look like, to see what puzzle pieces you might be missing so that you can prioritize it. Because you might not even know what the next steps are. Maybe you're motivated, you know what you have to do, but you don't know how to do it. That's where that training comes into play. That's why I have that website up for you right now, that if you have not seen it yet, if you've been waiting, this needs to be your day to take action. And that website, one more time, is diabetesinaction.com. It's a completely free training, it's a resource that I put up. It shows you what those next steps can look like depending on where you're at in your diabetes journey. And I want you to prioritize it, but no matter how much I want that for you, you still have to make that decision. And that decision is yours to make today. It could look like counting your carbs properly or finally testing your blood sugars, right? If you haven't been doing that. For me, that's where I was initially. I wasn't testing my blood sugars. And it's gonna look different for everyone, which is why I can't give you an exact answer right here. And what I can tell you is that if you're somewhere in the middle of your journey or towards the end of your journey, then working with us could be a fix for you that, that allows you to learn more about your diabetes and start to build those consistent habits and learn about what you need to do to reach that goal that you're after, right? I will say that if you're at a place where you were either just diagnosed today or maybe you're, you're testing, uh, or you're not testing your, your blood sugars. Like you haven't tested blood sugars in years, like I used to be at a place, this might not be the best thing for you right now. Like first, start collecting blood sugar data, start looking at, you know, what can I do? Build up that momentum, that confidence in yourself. But if you're at a place where you've been trying, blood sugars just don't make sense, and it's a difficult journey, because it is. But if you're at that place where I can't figure out meals, I can't figure out exercise, I can't predictably keep my blood sugars consistent and stable in range, then our trainings and our coaching are gonna be the next step for you. They're going to serve as that, that plan, right? To get things done before it's too late and to build that confidence, that momentum that you need in order to see more stable blood sugars, all right? Now, again, if that's you, if you're looking for, well, how do I make a plan? How do I know what my next steps are? I do have a free training for you that I want you to check out. If you're ready to start making diabetes a priority, right? Go to diabetesinaction.com right now. Go watch that training, see what you can pull from that, all right? It's a quick one. There's some golden nuggets that I spread throughout that video. 
and uh, it'll give you an idea for what your next steps could look like, right? What pieces of the puzzle are going to serve you best based on where you're at. So go check that out, diabetesinaction.com. If you haven't yet, definitely do subscribe. Hit the subscribe button so you can get notified more of these videos that are coming out every week. And uh, if you haven't driven your car in two months, you probably should go check on it. Learn from my mistake because it's probably dead. <laughs> but with that analogy, if you haven't taken care of your diabetes in, in weeks, months, years, maybe it just hasn't been the top priority, allow us to come in and help you get to a spot where it runs itself a lot more smoothly. So instead of a car that's you know beat up and clanking and who knows what's wrong with it, you have a car that runs smoothly. Your diabetes is cooperating, right? Let us help you get to that spot. So go to that website, grab it, and uh, enjoy that free training. Be sure to subscribe. I will see you in the next video. Thank you so much for everyone that attended our summit. You guys are amazing. And uh, everyone else, I'll see you in the next episode. Keep up the fight.